If you like this podcast, you're going to really like McClanahan Academy. Head over to McClanahanAcademy.com. That's McClanahanAcademy.com. Enroll. It's free of charge. You get a free class, 10 Myths of American History. When you do enroll, I've got nearly 20 classes there available for purchase. Go to McClanahanAcademy.com. Enroll today and get a real history education. The Brian McClanahan Show, episode 706. It's time to think locally and act locally. Welcome to the Brian McClanahan Show. Welcome back to the Brian McClanahan Show. Glad to have you back on the program. Very glad to be here. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, like my Facebook page, and subscribe to my YouTube page where you can watch this podcast. Find all those social media accounts on my webpage, brianmcclanahan.com. This is B-R-I-O-N, mcclanahan.com. While you're there, give me that email address. I'll give you a free ebook, Forgotten Founders, free audiobook of the same title read by yours truly. Support the show by going to mclanahanacademy.com. You've already heard about that, but buy a class or 20 there. You keep this podcast free of charge. Also, you can go to brianmcclanahan.com, click on that support tab. You can throw a few pennies my way there. If you're watching on YouTube, click on the little super thanks button under the video, throw a few pennies my way there, or go to anchor.fm where you can subscribe there. Lots of great ways to support the show financially. But as always, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Give it that five-star review. And uh, comment on it on YouTube or wherever you can comment on the podcast. Let people know you love it. Share it around on social media. That's how we grow the audience. That's how we get more people thinking locally and acting locally. And I do appreciate all of your support. All right. Well, let's talk about the topic. And this is something that was sent to me several times. I saw it all over the place. But the the uh, commission that has been charged with renaming Confederate bases or making recommendations, I should say, has, has uh, finalized their... Report. They haven't released it yet because they have to present it to Congress. And they are recommending all kinds of lunatic ideas. Now, uh, the dopey historian Kevin Levine um, said that uh, he heard it through the grapevine that the commission was going to recommend taking down the Arlington National Cemetery monument to Confederate soldiers and uh, or actually not taking it down, but removing the statue, taking off the bronze plates, basically just having some type of obelisk thing sitting there, some piece of stone, and not you wouldn't even know what it's there for. Now, as one person pointed out on Twitter after this happened, um, this is amazing because the man who recommended the monument was William McKinley. William McKinley was the last... Union veteran to serve as president of the United States. And of course, the monument was put there in 1914. Um, and it was done in the spirit of reconciliation, right? 1940, you think about what we are. 1914 is now 50 years or so after the end of the war. We're at the 50th anniversary. That's why it was done. And of course, it's a beautiful monument, a beautiful piece of art. But it's now politically incorrect. It's not woke. It's uh, it's everything that Ty Sigley, who led up, who led this committee, is opposed uh, against, and everything he is for, which is taking this stuff down. Right. So, uh, taking it down is exact fits his narrative of things. And you know, Ty Sigley, please like me, has decided that uh, this stuff has to go. So I've talked about Sigley on this on this podcast before, and I've talked about uh, Kevin Levine. Um, I mean, it's these people are just silly. But I want to read an article that came out in the Washington Post after it and comment on that because um, this really shows you where we are in American history. 
It shows you where America has gone, where it's devolving to. And look, when I wrote the Politically Incorrect Guide to Real American Heroes a decade ago, or the Politically Incorrect Guide to the Founding Fathers a little over a decade ago, I didn't think at that time that within 15 years, it would be, I mean, almost career suicide to say nice things about Robert E. Lee or to say nice things about the Founding Fathers. I mean, that's essentially where we're going. I, I see in the future, within the next 30 or 40 years, a type of commission like this that will be charged with trying to figure out how to take down anything relating to any founding father, any slaveholder, anything that happened in American history we don't agree with, we got to get rid of it now. I see it happening. I mean, this is amazing to me, the rapid pace this has happened. And it's because of people like Kevin Levine and Ty Sigley. They aren't real historians at all. They aren't real historians. If you read Sigley's book, it's a polemic. It's not even really that... Not, not much history to it. I've reviewed Levine's book, and I told you what I thought of that. And amazingly enough, not, not, not crickets after that. Of course, Levine left Twitter, so that's where he used to engage with me at times. But um, he has his own little Substack account. I don't know why he left Twitter. Who knows um, why he left social media? I have no idea. But um, the fact is, he's off of that off of that uh, platform. And he's doing something else now. He's doing his little Substack, Substack account. Maybe it's because you know um, of uh, you know the fact that he was getting uh, abused over there all the time. But regardless, um, we've. Uh, I'm going to read this piece again. This is in the Washington Post. I could have read several different articles on this, but I want to point out the title of this: "Erasing Confederate Items from U.S. Military Will Cost 62 Million Dollars." Now think about that. First of all, for those of you that put your faith in the fact the Republican Party will somehow oppose this and make this all better, you're, you're fooling yourself. Republicans voted in large numbers to support this stupidity. You see, because to them, this is a simple political issue. These people are all Democrats, right? These people were Democrats. And so therefore, uh, the Democrats are, deserve it, right? All the Democrats deserve this stuff. And so it's just, I mean, you heard it before. Well, if we take down these Confederate people, we take down these portraits, that's just taking down Democrats. You see, the Democrats don't care about that because they don't associate these people with Democrats anymore. In fact, these would be you know, the old conservative Democrats that aren't really part of the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party is not even close to this anymore. I mean, it's, it is so far left now that this doesn't even matter. Uh, but $62 million. So for those of you that are against this kind of nonsense, this stupidity, your tax dollars, $62 million, are going towards removing these monuments or whatever they think the name changes, whatever it's going to take. $62 million. Now, could we not have a better use of $62 million? I remember reading a speech by Nathaniel Macon in the early 20th century, and he was opposed to a statue of George Washington because it would cost about 100000 current dollars. He thought the public money could be used in a better way than spending money on a monument, on a statue. In this case, we're spending $62 million to change stuff that's already there. This is a monumental waste of money. Monumental waste of money. Every Republican should be against it. There should be no Republican that votes for it in the Senate or in the or in the House. Now we know that if if the commission says to do it, it's going to happen. I can almost guarantee you that everything they want is going to happen. You're going to get the renaming of these military installations. You're going to get the taking down of statues. You're going to get all of it. 
because all the Democrats will vote for it. And this will all happen before the next, uh, even if the Republicans win control of the House or the Senate, it'll all happen before any of that takes place and Biden will sign it into law. And there will be no stopping at that point. At this point, I can, I can guarantee that the Arlington Confederate Monument is coming down, that these bases are going to be changed, and that you, know, you can't even have naval vessels uh, for uh, named after a Confederate. I mean, it's just stupid. Uh, I, I, where, where do we go from here? Right? The absolute stupidity is like what I talked about yesterday in equality. You've raised the plains and cut down the mountains. Uh, because you want to make people feel better about themselves. And you're going to spend $62 million of taxpayer money to do this when the stuff is already there. $62 million. Now, I know we're sending billions of dollars to Ukraine. Well, what's $62 million, right? But it's all, it's all funny money. But regardless, uh, your taxpayer dollars, if you're against this, are going to be spent on something you don't like. It happens all the time, I know. But this is, this is in your face. So the article says, removing the last vestiges of Confederate history from the U.S. military, including renaming nine army posts, will cost more than $62 million, a congressional commission said Tuesday. More than $62 million. That's just the base price. It could cost $100 million. Who knows? Because the people involved are going to, this is government contracts, and they're going to get their cut and everything else. Uh, $62 million plus, right? The cost was summarized by the group tasked with a sweeping audit of the Defense Department to identify, rename, modify, or remove assets that commemorate the battlefield exploits of those who fought during the Civil War to preserve slavery. Yes, because they fought to preserve slavery. Even though James McPherson, in the only book of its kind that's written about this, has said, well, yeah, Confederates didn't fight to preserve slavery. (laughs) But they all fought to preserve slavery. See, you can't make this stuff up. And, you know, Kevin Levine wrote a little blog post about this where he said that Ty Sigley didn't say anything controversial in his, in his video for PragerU. Yes, he did. He said a lot of things that were controversial, a lot of things that were just plain stupid and out, outright lies. I mean, it, it, it's, it's an interpretation of the war that has been disputed for years. But somehow, it's just... And Levine, Levine says, well, this is the establishment position. That's because establishment historians are mostly dopes. Sorry, but they are. They just regurgitate whatever thing they learned in graduate school, uh, whatever they were told in their historiography, and that's what they do. And this is what this is what they write as earth-shattering, groundbreaking books. Most of them haven't even done any research, and Levine is in that group. As I pointed out when I reviewed his book. It's not very good. There's very little research in it. That's his own. So, anyways... There are 1,100 such items across the military, the commission found. The project underscores how deeply rooted Confederate symbology is within the armed forces, a tradition-bound institution where some units still trace their lineage to key Confederate victories and commanders. Oh my gosh, You you can't do that. I mean, the fact that the South has sent more men to die for the United States in any other section of the country, but no, no, no. We have to not say that these people come from, they're descended from Confederates. The fact that there were Confederates who were descended from founding fathers, including Thomas Jefferson, George Mason, James Madison, James Monroe. I mean, take your pick of the founding generation in Virginia, and they've got Confederate soldiers 
in their line, or even George Washington, by the way, uh, who didn't have any direct children of his own, but through his wife, a lot of those people, even like, you know, I don't know, Robert E. Lee. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, that's, um, this is amazing. Absolutely amazing that somehow this would be a, I mean, look, you're just, why don't we just say for Southerners, Southerners just say, fine, we're not going to join the military anymore. And North, you can have it. You can fill out the entire ranks. You can make it all about the North. You can make it, I mean, name everything, you know, for, I don't know, Ralph Waldo Emerson and Henry David Thoreau, those militaristic guys from the North. You can just do that. And uh, we won't serve in the United States military anymore. How about that? I mean, Southerners have been doing this for years. Uh, serving and dying in combat and larger numbers than any other section. So why don't they just stop doing it? And the North can have it. And rename everything for the North. Now, on the other hand, I would say this. I'm not so certain Confederates, particularly unreconstructed Confederates, would have wanted uh, military installations named for them. I'm not so certain Jefferson Davis would have wanted anyone to name anything for the Confederacy. He said... You know, secession wasn't treason. He doesn't ask for a pardon because he doesn't need it. I mean, so to have a Confederate military installation named for any any Confederate or a United States military installation named for any Confederate, maybe he would have been against it. I, I don't know. We don't know because he didn't live long enough to see it. Um, but these military installations were put, of course, in the southern states. And so the people of the states then had a role in picking what they were going to be named for. I mean, for example, Fort Benning which is uh, one of the military installations that will be renamed, is named after a man from Georgia, a general from Georgia. Uh, and that's why it's called Fort Benning, Henry L. Benning. I mean, this is, this is what you get, right? So it's in Georgia. It's named after a Georgian. Uh, anyways, uh, and, uh, amazing about that is, um, you know, a lot of people don't get it. They don't understand even people that, from young people, oh, why in the heck are they doing that? That doesn't make any sense. Well, because of the political climate. It's all about politics at this point. It's all about emotivism, as we talked about last week. And it's all about equality, right? Which is tearing down the mountains to raise up the plains. You're not really doing anything, though. The nine installations to be renamed, all in former rebel states. Rebel states. Rebel states. I mean, who wrote this? Let me see what dopey guy wrote this. Alex Horton. Alex Horton's a dope all in former rebel states, have been a discussion point for years. But those talks reach a crescendo after the 2020 police murder of George Floyd, which prompted a vast re-examination of race and racism in the United States. The commission was created in the next year's defense policy bill. So, which again, by the way, Republicans voted for in huge numbers. Right? Vast majority of Republicans voted for it. Now, if we're going to talk about re-examination of race and racism in the United States, well, can we rename, I mean, how about we just get rid of Memorial Day, which the man who was famous for creating Memorial Day for the Grand Army of the Republic was a notorious racist who actually wrote the law which excluded blacks from Illinois. How about that? I mean, do we get rid of that too? Should we, should we get rid of that? Uh, I mean, we, we should really examine this and we should get rid of anything, including Northern stuff, that's tied in in any way to race or racism. Any of it. How about Sherman? How about Grant? Should we get rid of them? They're racist. Grant owned slaves. Should we get rid of that? Should we get rid of Grant? He owned slaves. But he didn't fight for slavery. Well, he didn't fight against it either. Really. I mean, he didn't say he was. 
Uh, so, I mean, this is this is the point, right? Should we should we do this? You see, you're you're telling half the story, and you're creating a false dichotomy in all of this. This is the problem. The commissioner said in a call with reporters that at Arlington National Cemetery, they recommended removing a statue atop a Confederate monument that depicts enslaved people, strip its bronze, and leave the granite base and foundation. The commission previously decided that. Fort Belvoir in Virginia, named after an 18th century plantation on the same grounds, was out of its purview, deferring to the Pentagon to decide whether it should be renamed. Uh, that depicts enslaved people, right? It depicts enslaved people um, in a way that's actually positive. Not negative, but positive. You can't make this stuff up. It's a, it's a beautiful monument. And if you want to talk about healing and reconciliation, all these things, well, what you're doing is not that. While the commission made specific recommendations on what to rename the nine army posts, it declined to select candidates for reflagging two naval ships, saying that should fall to the Navy secretary instead. USS Chancellorsville, <laughs> a guided missile cruiser named for a significant victory under Robert E. Lee, once had pictures of Lee and Stonewall Jackson in the boardroom, said Ty Sodgerly, the commission's co-chair and a retired one-star general. Chancellorsville is, of course, yes, a Confederate victory and um, an important Confederate victory, but it's you know, also a tragic Confederate victory. But anyways, uh, you, know, you can't even be on a ship that's named after a battle in a war because that's somehow going to be offensive to people. Give me a break. This is just snowflake BS. The USNS Maury, an oceanographic survey ship, also should be renamed by the Navy Secretary, the commission said. The vessel is named after Matthew Fontaine Maury, who resigned as U.S. Navy Commission to join the Confederate Sea Service. By the way, Matthew, Mon uh, Matthew Fontaine Maury was the original oceanographer in the United States. I mean, he was, a, he was the scientist of the seas. That was his nickname. One of the most important people the United States ever produced in terms of oceanographic studies. This is why it's an oceanographic survey ship, because of Murray's position, right? I mean, this is what he was, recognized around the world for this. But no, he's nothing but a Confederate. So because he's a Confederate, this has got to go. You can't make up this kind of stupidity. But of course, Ty Sodgerly is not very bright, so. Fort Fisher Recreation Area in North Carolina, which is overseen by the Air Force, should be renamed to, the commission said. Its name is derived from a Confederate fortification named for a soldier killed in 1861. Well, do we know that guy was fighting for slavery? I mean, can you prove that he was out there carrying a weapon because he wanted to own slaves? I guess if he, he was, I mean, okay, well, he's fighting for slavery. I don't know. I don't. I, probably not, but I mean, okay. Well, you have to prove that he was. He was actually said, I'm fighting for slavery. This is what I'm doing. So, I mean, this is just nonsense. The, other, the many other items are relegated to military installations where a few outsiders see them. For the base names, the changes will require a complete overhaul for items big and small, from signs outside the main gates to the stamps used to process paperwork for new and departing soldiers. Some of the items, such as signs, may be absorbed into military museums, Sajuli said, while others may be trashed. That's more than likely. <laughs> I highly doubt they're going to keep many of these items. They're going to trash them. That's it. This will all be trash. Now, I can guarantee you that if any of this stuff goes up for auction, people are going to gobble it up. They are going to gobble it up.
He says, the Army or the military has a process for disposing of equipment, he noted. About one-third of its estimated costs will be de- uh, dedicated to base name changes, the commission said. The vast majority of the remaining costs, nearly $41 million, will address items found throughout the military. It will cost just under a half million dollars to address Confederate items at the military academies at West Point and Annapolis, the commission said. Half a million dollars? What are they doing? I mean, they got to put a street sign up? What are they doing? This is just ridiculous. This is all taxpayer money now, again. And Southerners, descendants of these Confederates, go and serve, and they're part of these, uh, they're part of this process, and oh, well, this is, this is fine. No big deal. Um, now, Horton actually um, linked to to uh, a piece that he wrote in 2020 about why the bases are named this way. And he has a who are the bases named after. Um, but he doesn't really get into, he, he makes a point, he says, well, they were named this way because of Jim Crow. In fact, this is a statement. The bases all in former, former Confederate states, he calls them Confederate states, now not rebel states, were named with input from locals in the Jim Crow era. The Army courted their buy-in because it needed large swaths of land to build sprawling bases in the early 20th century up through World War II. Well, they were named for... With input, and the, notice what he does here. It wasn't that these people were just Southerners and they were proud of their Confederate history because they were. No, no. This is because of the Jim Crow era. Well, what does that have to do with anything? They, yeah, they needed bases. Fort Benning, Georgia, for example, there was actually a military installation there before that. It was called Camp Conrad. But the fact is they needed a big base, and so uh, they had to take a lot of land on the Chattahoochee River, and they wanted to name it after a Georgian, right? I mean, well, it makes sense. Henry L. Benning. Uh I mean, why not? He was a Georgian. Now, he was a racist and he was pro-slavery. I mean, that's something that Benning was, right? But that if you go back and look at the documentation, that's not even mentioned. Regardless, uh, he was you know, an important Confederate leader from Georgia. But look at all the money. $20 million, I guess, for uh, base renaming. $20 million. Absolutely just a joke. I'll tell you, I bet you General Patton is spinning in his grave over this. He loved the fact that he had Confederate ancestors. Loved them. In fact, all throughout his, when he was a young man, all he wanted to do was emulate these Confederates. He loved it. And you've got Patton's sweaty sweatshirt sitting in the infantry museum there at Fort Benning. Well, I mean, it's this is just and it has Benning on it. What are they going to do there? I guess they got to cover that up now. Can't have Benning anywhere. That's offensive. The name changes at the nine bases will mark the first time army installations are named after women and black soldiers rather than white men. Last year, the Washington Post found that the three National Guard units honored their Confederate heritage using radio call signs and slogans with Civil War significance. Oh my gosh. I mean, that's scandalous. Three National Guard... This is Alex Horton again, the dopey Alex Horton. Uh, this is in the Kentucky National Guard. Let's see where these where these are. 
the Stonewall Brigade in Virginia. Um, there is a... Uh, I'm, I'm looking through here where they are. It might be one in South Carolina, maybe. I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to skim through this article, but um, or maybe in Virginia as well. Oh, it's Kentucky. I'm sorry. There's one in Kentucky, one in, uh, in Virginia, and then I don't see the other one. Uh, regardless, um, this, is, this is horrible. That Oh, it's the Alabama. Um, Alabama, there's one. The fourth, another unit, the 167th Infantry Regiment of the Na Alabama National Guard, began as a militia group in the 1830s and was organized as the Fourth Alabama Infantry in the Confederate Army in 1861. The Fourth Alabama surrendered at Appomattox and eventually became part of the Alabama National Guard. The unit repelled German attacks in pivotal battles in World War One and saw action in World War Two. In fact, there's a great book writ written about the Fourth Alabama, and it's uh, about World War One. It's send in the Alabamians and. Uh, and it's great, right? It's about Alabamians in World War One. It's fantastic. Fantastic book. I mean, Alabamians served with distinction in that war. Now, because it's going back to the Confederacy, well, you can't have that. But Confederate honor, honors have endured, and the 167th Special Des Designation is 4th Alabama. Soldiers assigned to this unit were tabs reading 4th Alabama until last July. The tab, which was not authorized by the Army, was created to honor the lineage of the 167th and display their military accomplishments on the battlefield, said Major Jacqueline Witt. Alabama's Adjutant General discontinued the tabs and use of the designation on official documents in July. The Union has not asked the Army History Office to remove or change the designation, Witt said. In 1961, as the nation was engulfed in battles over school desegregation, the unit successfully petitioned to add 13 stars to its coat of arms, symbolizing 4th Alabama's battle campaigns in the war between the states, according to Army history. So, of course, the war between the states is a term for the civil war commonly used by lost cause proponents, Ty Sigerly said. I mean, look. I mean, how stupid can you get? Right? Oh my gosh. Uh, this is the lost cause. Of course, Ty Sigerly said it, so we just you know do the sign of the cross and genuflate. The units that use designations associated with the Confederacy also include the 31st Chemical, Biological, Radiological, and Nuclear Brigade in Alabama. Its nickname is Dixie, in reference to its lineage from the Dixie Division of World War I consisting of National Guard units from the South. There are no plans to change that name, the Alabama, the Alabama Guard said. Well, good. Uh, and Mississippi has a Dixie Thunder, uh, blue and gray. I mean, but this is the kind of stuff these dopes are trying to get rid of. He says some individual units made changes to the, in the wake of George Floyd's murder, while others said they would wait for the results of the commission's work. What they should do is just say, up yours, we're not doing it, right? I mean, this is no shut up. Just no shut up. Just shut up. Ty Sodgerly, shut up. We're not doing any of this stuff. These are states, and we can do what we want. And it recognizes, I mean, militia, particularly guard units from the states, they can do what they want. Uh, this, this, all this stuff is just complete hogwash. But this is where we are in the war on history. And uh, when you have people like Alex Horton, he's a national security reporter. He served in Iraq as an army infantryman, right? While the commission briefed its findings on Capitol Hill on Tuesday, the final part of its report will not be released publicly until it is delivered to lawmakers, said Stephen Baker. A commission spokesman. Final approval authority rests with Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, which is going to be approved, right? So, 
It's going to be approved. Um, Congress has already voted for it. It's already going through. All this stuff is going to happen. There's no stopping it. And again, $62 million, that's your taxpayers. Uh, so this is it, right? $62 million of your money is going to this nonsense. But this is what Republicans do. Thank the GOP. I'm sure that you know they'll, they'll come up with some way to block this. Yeah, right. All right. See you tomorrow on the Brian McClanahan Show. See you then.